This week on the Push Relate podcast, we explain a little bit why we don't take on friends and family as clients. Also, we talk about a quarterback who has given up or retired his career for his own happiness. Three, two, one. No one's ever really gone down. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Pull Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. It's going to work. Very weird intro, mate. I don't know what the hell that was about. <laughs> well, you're about to find out. Uh, you Basically, we just watched, I uh, just informed Dan that the new Star Wars uh, trailer was out. And mm. no one's ever really gone is something that Luke says um, in one of the films. And it comes back in this trailer because... At the end of the first trailer they released, and not E3, there's the because Emperor Palpatine is back in um, this yeah. film. He's on the poster, um, but obviously he died in Episode Six, didn't he? And now they think he's yeah. back. But then there's people like Qui Gon Jinn and Obi Wan who managed to use the Force to come back, ish. And also in the in yeah. the cartoons, Darth Maul comes back as well. He gets like mate. So it's cool. like. It's like Dirty Den and EastEnders all over again. Yeah, it is. It's exactly that. Ridiculous. (laughs) So Dan just watched it. What was your verdict of the trailer? It's good. I'm excited. Excited to watch it. Um, It's obviously not out for fucking ages still, so that's great. But um, (laughs) although saying that, you know, it's out at Christmas, and I realised the other day how close Christmas is. It's fucking scarily close. Christmas is close. Um, Turning the corner, aren't we? Fall is coming. The the whole thing about the whole um, August being shit thing like I've had a lot of messages people who've listened to the podcast and said that they agree with that and all that sort of stuff and I realise what it is it's because you realise that this August bank holiday and Christmas is that longest time without any public holiday yeah um, which is why people get so depressed about it because it's like the last hurrah August bank holiday so it kind of makes sense really I think after this bank holiday I think everyone's just going to be like right that's it now that's I've it got now. Like, track yeah, on. I haven't got any any away time or no holidays booked it's not even holiday. The next travel date for me is like first week in November. That's a long time away for you, mate. You take holidays all the time. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, I've still got a lot of days of holiday to take, so I will be scattering some. Sometime. Oh, that's right, because you don't. Like, no, that's right. It looks like you're on holiday because you don't actually do that much work. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's it. what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. works. Yeah. Works four days a week. That's works right. Because you're playing golf. Sorry, you're playing golf uh, Tuesday, and yeah. I think Tom had to move the podcast recording to tonight because because I was in Birmingham. Yeah. He was busy in Birmingham. Off. No, but you weren't off. You just said, but you were off. I was. I was off. Ish. Oh, you just weren't in work. That wasn't, wasn't a holiday. Work. It wasn't a holiday. No. <laughs> okay. I'm starting to that, get an idea. That, 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 where that wasn't uh, anybody listening who uh, who works for me or with me or is my senior. Um, yeah, that wasn't put through. Brill. Didn't Brill. even bother work. Just, I mean, just, just got free playing golf. It didn't put even bother. Through the week four it was fine. I've moved all my clients. They're good. Sorry, mate, I just got you in trouble. But you did put it all over Instagram, so it's not like you didn't. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's, it's just don't care. <laughs> you just don't. You've got no authority to uh, to report to, mate. You're just your own boss, your own authority. I, I report to you, mate. I report to you. Fucking damn right. Yeah. <laughs> this on a fucking Thursday night after cricket, would I have a full day of clients? Got report, nope. report to your arms, mate. So Things, that's it, mate. You know, absolute mate. bullets. Those look at those. Right, mate. <laughs> Don't you so worry Dan, about it. Yeah, but, well, I've got to take a picture because. Uh, no, don't take a picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got because I've got, I get grief sometimes if I wear a, a tank whilst recording. My thing's a bit low, and Dan's wearing a tank top. 
Um, what about it, mate? Wow. Yeah. That's pasty, in it? That is pasty, in it? That. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you can't even see where the vest, the white vest starts and the arms stop. Pretty much. Pretty much. That's, that's, that's about right. I, I didn't realise you had a top on. I thought you had an Iron Addicts tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, mate. <laughs> right, but yeah, deeply excited for Star Wars. Can't wait to be great. Yeah. Um, no, it's going to be good. It's, always, it's, it's always good, though, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like always childhood. good. Childhood, and I think people coming out with these, like these three movies. This is the rise. This is the rise of Skywalker. The last one of this saga of the nine um, about Vader and Skywalker family. Blah blah blah. You got to look at it through a child's eyes. Don't be like, oh, this is not as good. It's like, yeah, but when we were growing up, we had like the Anakin story, the prequels, right? So, mm. and that's what we knew when we were growing up, the Clone Wars. Um, so and that was good for us. Then we all went back and watched the other ones. They were even better. And yeah. They're like, oh, they're not as good. I was like, they're great. It's phenomenal. It's amazing. <laughs> Just love Star Wars. Just love Star Wars. It's fine. And also, The Mandalorian is coming out in November. If anybody doesn't know what that is, that is a, a sidetrack to a, a different race within the the Star Wars universe. Yeah. So everybody, Jango Fett and Boba Fett are Mandalorians. Um, well, they're not. They're, they're strictly speaking, they're clones. But... They're the first non-adaptive clones. I know a lot about Star Wars, apparently, then. Clearly. They're a race, and they have like this weird uh, sword, dark saber thing, which is actually a, kind of a light saber, but it's dark. It just looks like a shadow shadow saber. It might be called that. I don't know, but yeah, it's pretty cool. They're, they all got jetpacks as well. They're all usually nice. They're basically showing um, a bounty hunter story. Um, should be pretty cool, I think. Well. I'm glad. Watch it. November is coming out. Um, should be should be cool. Go watch the trailer of that. Looks awesome. All right, mate. Have we got any any topics today? Yeah, yeah. You wanted to yeah. talk about some <laughs> American footballer. Uh, yeah, we're gonna talk about a little bit of that, and we're gonna talk about. Because I noticed on the UK PTs group, somebody wrote um, an interesting thing. Probably something that wasn't comprehensible. Probably. Oh no, it's just kind of poured at the keyboard, and then. Uh, then it was just used as a thesaurus for each word. And it was like Joey from Friends. That was basically yeah. what was happening. Uh, signed off uh, Little Kangaroo, right? And then um... Yeah, Baby Kangaroo Giuliani. <laughs> um, but he wrote, what kind of discount do you give for uh, friends and family within training? Mm. And then, um, which has led... Me and Dan have had this conversation a few times. And especially... I don't know, with our families and with our friends, expecting um, obviously our expertise or coaching or whatever. It's obviously like you, you get clients first and then they become your friends. It's, that's a kind of a natural order of stuff. Mm. But they've already paid you or seen you as the, as the professional that you hopefully have been. Um, but then taking somebody that is a friend or family and then taking them as your client, moving that way is a bit different, right? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. So, um, interestingly, we both have the same policy um, that we don't take on clients. Oh, sorry, we're talking about this first. I didn't know. I thought we were yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. the, the American footballer. Because that's why I didn't really say anything. I was, <laughs> I was ready to just dive in. Jesus and then I was Christ. like, that's just coming afterwards. Did, did I not share the notes of you pre-show? Oh, okay, sorry. Oh, do you know? Do you ever do that? No. <laughs> that's good. As long as you, as long as you, you know. Right. lead the conversation, Dan. But it's all right, mate. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, no, like, just dreadful idea. Just truly dreadful, like horrific idea. Never do it, ever. <laughs> what do you think the uh, the issues are? Um, it's like with anything. It's um, 
it's they're your they're your they're your equals they are your um they're there to piss out of like they're there for banter they're there do you know like like it's just that whole thing and i think that again like the difference is like with me and you like we respect each other in our field i think um but even when it comes to us like we can talk about nutrition and training advice and if you told me something about mechanics i would go okay cool okay i agree with you because we went in at the same level we became friends like you said and it's fine but much the same that i i wouldn't take advice from my mum about her about being you know, about a career she might give me the same advice as someone else that I paid money to, but I'll listen to the person I paid money to because I pay money to them. They're the expert. You don't see your mum as an expert. You see her as a nag. Do you know? Like, it's just the way it is. And um, Sorry, uh, Miss Dan. Right, we, know, we know she listens. I mean, she does. She's, she's one of the only ones that does listen. <laughs> um, but it's that whole thing of, like, it, that they don't view your profession or your job as you being particularly good at stuff. It's why I think a lot of... Um, people who are quite high up in their jobs and stuff like that they have a hard time socializing with people in their in their business like i used to get this a lot with pt clients they used to say it was quite hard they used to find it hard to go out and socialize with their with their employees if they, if they own the business because it was like they couldn't have that that level of respect whereas they could go out with their normal friends and they might you know be this successful business person but they could still be taking a piss out of and that's what they wanted you know because they're just yeah. friends with people. and it comes from just this this respect thing and it just comes from respecting that person's knowledge um and i suppose expertise um unfortunately friends and family just don't have that same they don't view the same way like to them you're just you know you're you know you're yeah, I don't want to say just that person that they banter with, the person that they take the piss out of. So they're not going to like listen to you. It's just it's just not what happens. Yeah, it's weird. Every single conversation um, I've had, I've got a social group in my university, and they're convinced. Every now and again, they'll be like, they'll take me aside for a slightly serious conversation about so like yeah. deadlifting or something. Like, oh, I don't want these guys to hear this. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, but then it'll be in the group. It's like Tom does professional PE. I'm like, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you forgot whistle today, yeah, yeah, I haven't got my whistle today. Oh, all right, good. Stop watch though. Yeah, yeah, you got that. Oh, okay, cool. Wonderful. Yeah, it's Brilliant. it's it's. <laughs> I find I find what we do as well. There's that little bit of there's that little bit of of the jovial banter that comes with it, which is like they take the piss out of it. Like again, for me, it's like um, with like diet and stuff. It's oh, I'm just supposed to not eat sugar and bread and like, like and I just go yeah, 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 whatever. And like <laughs> you know, they'll joke about you going to the gym and stuff. But like you said, then they'll also secretly take you to the side and go yeah but can you actually help me and i'm like oh, right. i'm like yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah you tell okay. everyone you fucking tell everyone you ask my help yeah like, <laughs> because i don't know it's just if you just say to someone oh i'm an accountant there's that level of respect that comes with that because everyone knows what an accountant is whereas i think with personal training and more so with online training dare i say um there's that element of they don't know what you do like people still think when i speak to them that i just train people on skype i'm like <laughs> How does it work then? You still just like, I've seen it. It does happen. <laughs> I've seen it's just it. Like, it's just that whole thing of it's it's so new, I suppose. But yeah. but also because this is the thing as well, like with nutrition and training, because everyone eats, everyone has an opinion on what's good and bad. Oh, I read this in the Daily Mail. I read this. If I read something about accounts in the Daily Mail, I wouldn't go to my accountant brother and be like, "You're wrong." I'd just be like, oh, it's probably interesting to him. Well, I don't fucking read it. Yeah. But because everyone eats and everyone likes to think that they can train or be active or something like that, they have an opinion on it. And they think that they know more than you. And I'm like, this is my job. It's my career. Do you not think I fucking know what I'm talking about? But it doesn't have that level of respect with it that being an accountant or whatever does. And um, 
I know so, I know people who've got siblings who who like you say their job is like a lawyer or an accountant, and they listen to them because they're just like, well, you just, like, they know nothing about it. But because with training and nutrition, like I said, it's that thing of it is unregulated to a degree. It is, um, like I said, everyone eats, so they have an opinion on that. Everyone can, like I said, pick up a fitness magazine. Everyone has an opinion on it. Where you can't pick up a, a magazine about how to be a good accountant and read it. And who would go read that? Well, exactly. Because exactly. <laughs> people think it's something to be enjoyed. They don't think that it can be. It can be a accountant's job. life, and they're just like yeah. various shades of beige, like. But it's like, it's, it's like the equivalent, just... isn't it? <laughs> accountant's magazine, and just walking up to my to, to my brother's like, oh, accountant, and like, you know, fuck all, mate. I've read a magazine on it, so whatever. Get this right. Parker pen. Great. All right. Yeah, just, <laughs> Brand new cartridge put, come up, Tom. Is that when you put it in like and you put it in like those terms? It's ridiculous. It's like me going to a doctor and being like, mate, um, I read online that all I have to do is eat turmeric and it cures cancer. So uh, get out. <laughs> put that chemo down. Hey, let uh, me take over. Trainers like, do that though, don't they? In terms of uh, endocrinology. Um, yeah. It just baffles me. It just baffles me. But yeah, anyway, let's, let's have a fucking rant about it. Shall we? But yeah, <laughs> this is why friends and family, it just doesn't work because well, everybody I've, eats, everyone trains, like or train, whatever. There's, there's certainly the training opinion. aspect of people, the, the, the things that will be... Uh, so training friends for number one, if I like take someone through a session, they generally will... Um, I remember like, they've said, why are you being a prick? I was like, I'm not being a prick, I'm being a coach. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> why are you saying I'm doing it wrong? Because you're doing it wrong. Because you're doing it wrong. Because uh, it'd be like, why, why were you like that? Like, or like, they'd be like, why were you offering me the whole time? I was like, I wasn't, no, I'll tell you what yeah. to do. I was, I had a professional yeah, exactly. face on. Like, this is what I do, this is like, I'm good at, this is where you're meant to listen, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, you have to be so serious. I was like, uh, sorry? Uh, Alright, yeah, when you go see a banker or something, they, they give you investment advice that you want them to laugh and joke the whole time. Cool. Alright, there's certain aspects of that. As I got better at my job, I'm a little mm. bit more calmer, but there were certain places I'll take them aside, I know when to do that now. But still wouldn't do it because they'd be like, oh, you're a prick. Um, cool, alright, this is working well. Um, nobody's getting any from the session, this is just going to go downhill. Um, there's another thing also, I don't know whether this is a certain level, but. In terms of what that question was before in the UKPT's group, in terms of discount of prices, 100% no discounts. Um, charge them fucking more. I would charge them, yeah. I'd, and generally when I say, my, I'll be like, that's my prices. They're like, what? It's like, yeah. Uh, I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's what, that's what people pay. So, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. Exactly that. That is exactly it. Like, there comes a point where you have to... Um, not, they want a discount on it. And straight away, if someone asks for a discount on something you know that they're not going to do it. Like, part of the reason that with what, what what I do, and certainly what you do as well, I know from being a PT, is that it's the it's you're paying for the accountability to turn up. You're paying that money because you don't want to lose that money because if you don't go, you've lost it and it's a waste of money. You need that accountability to turn up to an appointment, to stick to your diet and all that sort of stuff. I actually had a really interesting chat with one of my clients today and he was saying that he worked out that because of the work we're doing together, he's actually net in profit from the coaching because he used to go out and eat at KFC and just spend 10, 15 quid on a lunch and think nothing of it or whatever. And he was like, actually, because I've cleaned up my diet, he's like, I'm actually now better off because of it. Yeah. So it's like, it's ridiculous when you come to think of it, but it's that whole thing of like some people, it has to, it has to hurt them. It has to, it has to hurt their wallet. It has to burn. It has to be a pain. Otherwise you're not going to do it. You're just not going to do it. And it's that, yeah, it's funny how you need that level of accountability. For some people, it's just it can be payment, it can be not letting someone down. But friends will happily let you down because why would they? Why would they? Don't care. No. They don't care about it. Whereas 
if they were to go and see a dentist or something, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be like, oh, I've got to go because I can't let them down because they're professional. They don't see you as a professional, so they don't see the value in it. So to give them a discount is fucking ridiculous. Like, you should be charging them more. Um, yeah, I just, I just wouldn't do it. 100%. No. I just, I refused. I have, I've done it in the past just to see how it was being nice, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it just doesn't work. If they want some general tips, that's fine. Or just take them, and especially when if it is general tips as well, they'll be like, "Is it that simple?" I'm like, "Yeah." Like, put it in layman's terms, it'll be that simple for doing a certain thing. I should be like, "Just this, this, lift that there, cool, go do that." Like, what? Why do people? Have to, well, I'm not putting all the effort in. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not paying <laughs> you that much for an hour of that. Well, don't then. Well, Fuck off. <laughs> right, go. Absolutely fine. Yeah. It's like, I've got loads of people lined up waiting to pay me that for it. So just go away. Like. I do that with friends and family. I refer them to other people I trust because they'll respect them more. And then when they find out how much they charge, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I charge more than them. So, you know, like, and that's when I think they, they twig and they realize. There's one exception to this. I've just forgot to mention this. I prepped my brother for his photo shoot, just yeah. gone. Okay. I, think I didn't charge him any money. But the difference there is he's doing a photo shoot. That's the accountability. He can't turn up looking shit. It's not like he's just gone, oh, I fancy losing him a little bit. Wait, he wouldn't have done it. The fact is that he booked the photo shoot wanting to get in the shape of his life. That's the accountability. And he knows for, with what we've done, what I've done through, through my, I suppose, job. He's seen the results and he knew just to do what I said. Um, otherwise, he wouldn't have got in shape for the shoot. He had no real choice from that point of view. So that's the only exception to that. Um, I would say from what, I, from what I've noticed is my brother when he did that. But yeah. Um, that accountability, like I said, comes from the shoot more so than anything else. I think if he was doing it just for a holiday or something, he wouldn't have done it as much. He would have sacked it off. Yeah. That's what I would say. Because again, even like, even if you wanted to do a shoot or something, you wanted to die down, like, I don't think you'd listen to me. I think I, I think you'd have to go with someone who, let's say, who's just outside of that because it's just too easy to go, sorry, mate, didn't, yeah, didn't, yeah, didn't bother, like, like, ugh, like, never mind. Even like, just, I'd probably pay you and I'd be like, ah, that's all right, it comes around. Yeah, you, you like, yeah, it's not, it doesn't really matter, like, because we, we're too, you're too close to someone, um, and it's fine to recognise that and to understand it. It's just like you say, that's what it, that's what it needs to be, but as long as you recognise. If, if you're the person that's on the other end of that, respect the coach's decision as well. Badger them, realise yeah. that they're probably doing it for their own, your own good because you're not going to get anything out of it, and it's just going to lead to a bit of relationship, which is not cool, not cool. Yeah. Interesting. What's an interesting topic? Go, <laughs> no discounts. Do you ever do, when, apart from training your brother for free? Apparently. You ever give them discounts? No. No. I'm no a, I'm there's a few people, to be fair, that what I tell you what I don't do um, is that I've what had people... What you do do? Sorry, what I do do. What I, do, <laughs> what I do, do. Um, what I do do is that I, if people have signed up and they signed up a long time ago on lower prices, I don't increase them. I've just left them as they are because Grandpa. just honoured that. And some people have yeah. taken a fucking piss and stayed for like three or four years. But no, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, so yeah, it's one of those where I just honour that really. So it's kind of one of those where that's like um, uh, a founder membership country. Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like well, look, you know, like when you joined, it was that much, and I'm not going to change it because you know. It's it is what it is, uh, and obviously the natural progression of that is that as people leave and new people come in, you charge the new people the new prices, etc. And it, it kind of yeah. works out like that. And everyone still gets the same service. It's just that's just honouring, like say, what someone signed up for. Really. Also, if you've had somebody for a long time, guess what? Job's easier. 
yeah there's also that element to it as well where like i've had we've looked at it before in the past where we kind of have like a the full-on package and then kind of go right if you want to carry on but you feel like you're happy is that what it's called yeah the full-on package the full-on package um is that you've then got the option to then just go right i only need to check in like every other week or every three weeks and it's just like okay you can sort something out and go right well you know where you're at with things you just need a bit of accountability you understand the process um but again, the second usually with that, the second you start doing that, after a few months, it just kind of goes a bit like, oh, okay, cool, yeah, know what I'm doing. Um, much like if someone goes from like two or three sessions a week down to one session a week or two sessions a week in PT, you know, the, the, gradually they start thinking a bit differently about it and, and all that sort of stuff. But again, your job as a coach is to get them to a point where they can do it themselves anyway. So, um, you know, you're always going to have that life cycle of people anyway. Yeah. Um, which is important. Interesting, mate. Should we move mm-hmm. on to... Uh giving up on pretty much your whole life Andrew not so luck Andrew not so luck so if anybody knows I'm a big NFL fan I am currently wearing mate my uh, your Andrew luck top I'm, I'm wearing an Andrew luck top so um, it's just a bit of a pussy really isn't it bit of a pussy absolutely yeah. <laughs> so if I mean not only not only like is he a pussy but he plays quarterback where you don't even get touched what you like, ever there is no idea what this lad knows about football <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> yeah. wait, the quarterback's just oh, wait a minute though, you, have, you have 11 angry fucking men screaming down you mate, going any straight time, at you mate any time you get the ball like, and you have people running at you just throw it in the air and run away that's what they all do like, I don't know what you're on about I would line up with five guys that are about 250 to 300 love pounds love line up five guys who are just <laughs> We were just running at you. That's what you do on a Friday night, so I don't know what's yeah. happening. That's why, that's why I don't know why he's complaining. It's <laughs> just, just a great idea. Just crack on. So, um, embrace it. But yeah, so this lad, we didn't talk about in kind of a general scheme of things, because believe it or not, me and Dan both worked in professional sport slightly. Um, Have we not mentioned that yet? Have we mentioned that yet? So. This no, no, nobody's ever nobody's mentioned it. You still in professional football? Uh, no, well, I don't. I, I always got asked, uh, I, I was on like another course the other day, uh, the British Wayland. I'm like, oh, yeah, did you? I was like, why, why did you leave? I uh, hate it. Right. Yeah, I love that question. Why do you leave? What? Because you think it's like the pinnacle of life. <laughs> I was like, shit, mate. Uh, it was awful. It's like, yeah. my, like my first year coming out doing personal training, I earned double my salary. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, well, this is no brainer. Um, I work pretty half much nearly time. half the time, <laughs> and I got paid twice as much. I was like, what? Why would I go back? I find it's like I work. You work in football. Like and and. I didn't get any, like, I had to do, like, I don't know, presentations to people who didn't want to listen to me. When, I didn't get a medal when they win the league. <laughs> it was just like, oh, you have to work Saturdays and Sundays, usually. Um, you have to be at, like, late night games. You have to come in if uh, somebody's injured or something. Like, the worst thing for that was, I remember my worst week ever, right? Just, here we go, Pete behind the curtain. Because that's what Tom always says, and I hate it when he says <laughs> it, but Pete behind the curtain. Um, so, basically, one of my worst weeks was when we had... Um, this is this was right near the end. This is when I was like, I'm quitting. Is that we had like Monday, Tuesday, first team, second, first team training, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday evening had a reserve game, which was like away somewhere like fucking Hartlepool or some shithole, right? So then Wednesday was like normally a day off for the footballers, so I would have been off, uh, but obviously I had to go in for the reserve game at like three o'clock or whatever. So then got back to Hull, uh, like Wednesday evening, late after the game, training Thursday, training Friday, game at home for the first team on Saturday. Um, no, and training with the reserves on Saturday morning first at the training ground 
which was so that was all morning. Then the game at three o'clock on the Saturday, they got hammered at home on the Saturday, and Steve Bruce said to them, "You're all fucking shit. You're going to train tomorrow morning, Sunday morning." And I had to cancel my plans for Sunday, and then go back in on Monday. <laughs> and I was like, that was me like, I'm done here, I'm fucked. Because, again, like, my whole thing was the team lost on the Saturday. I didn't yeah. do fucking nothing wrong. Why am I being dragged into work? <laughs> yeah. Worst week that was in football. That, and, that was, that, and that was regular. Like, that happened regularly. Like, the reserve game might have been on a Tuesday evening. So, after a full day of training on Tuesday, you might have had a game. And then, been lucky if you had a day off on Wednesday. Like, but the amount of times that they used to lose and Steve Bruce would be like, you're all in Sunday, you're shit. And I'd be like, oh, for fuck's sake. You have to cancel your plans. <laughs> Joke, mate. I anyway, remember, right. yeah, I don't remember that. I I would have had uh, the worst ones. Friday was totally fairly okay. It was more of a chill day, and you just given like tactics breakdowns and stuff like that. And then it would be like Saturday game, um, and then I remember because I did a load of analysis on it as well. So we we're looking through. I'd sit with the game film guys, going through that on like the coach's back. So we were, we were, I think we were Brentford home. And then I was covering the under-23s away Cardiff, so I had to travel to Cardiff by myself with all my oh. kit and then get on the team bus, taking, coming back, sleep at some crappy hotel, do that, that game. And then the, uh, the under-23s boss wanted all of the analysis done on the coach. Of course he did. I was like, you let's not, not wait for Tuesday morning like when we have an all meetings. So he was like, no, we've got Fump 6-0, I want it now. And I was like, yeah, because you're shit. Um, yeah. Do you think there's any analysis required? You just, was, if you don't know what went wrong, hammered six I think nil, we, then, then I think the week after we had another one at Ipswich, and I think we got thumped like five or six nil. And I, ref, I this is where uh, I was getting too big for my bollocks. Uh, <laughs> I refused to put any of the goals in in the analysis uh, breakdown, and they were like, "What the fuck was that?" And I was like, "These guys are moralised. I'm not letting them watch that. Like, there's no morale in here." And he got fired the week after. So fuck. Um, <laughs> and I was just like, just, I was like, look at them. They're all like, they're 16, 15 years old, and you're killing them. Um, awful. And I was just like, the kids, they just want to be like, here's a ball, go kick it around for a while. Yeah, have Fine. some fun. Have some fun, at least. It's like, I realise it might be their career, but it's like, you're killing them, literally killing them. But anyway, Andrew Luck, injuries and stuff, and walking away from that. So anybody didn't know, so this is a lad um, who was the number one overall pick in 2012, um, walked into the Indianapolis Colts, pretty good player, um, played for seven seasons, so he's only 29 years old. So bear in mind, Tom Brady's 42 now, and he's still playing. Um, but quarterbacks can generally go up to about, I don't know, 38 maybe? 35 to 38 is probably when they generally start to break down. Brady's just a freak of nature. Um, so this lad was on the biggest contract in the league um, previously, maybe a year ago. Um, and he's decided to retire. So from his rookie contract, he probably would have earned, so the first five years, he probably would have earned about 35 to 50 million. It's all right. Um, and then, bad, is it? and then his next contract, he would have just signed another five-year contract, which was 140 million. Um, so, yeah, he was probably earning. Um, so, what they've ex- extrapolated out, considering average career, he's probably walking away from an additional, with bonuses and bursary and all this kind of stuff, 450 mil over his career. That he's probably walking away from right now. So the reason he's walking away is because he's been beaten to hell, and basically he's given up everything he's ever known. Right? It's a guy from Stanford, and basically 
it's it's interesting because I've 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 listened to a couple of like podcasts reviewing all of it, and it's like obviously massive shock news because he's kind of a superstar, kind of top five player, mm. um, and it's just it's. They, one of the guys were reviewing so his injury report. So if you look at the last six seasons, he's had torn cartilage in two ribs, partially torn abdomen, a lacerated kidney that he's been peeing blood for about two years, um, multiple concussions, torn labrum in his shoulder, and a mysterious calf and ankle issue. Uh, and these are all like ongoing for the last six seasons. So it was always he was always rehabbing, basically. Um, and there was one of the guys that started looking at all of his language that he's ever used in all of his interviews over the last six seasons with these injuries and how negative it was and how he was always trying to come back or in a dark place and all this kind of stuff um, and how he he was, I don't know, he never used the word like, because his name's Luck, he was just like he uses the word, he was like oh there's, there's good and bad fortune and it's like I get a lot of bad fortune all this kind of weird stuff and he found himself that he's not enjoying it anymore and he's just like I'm going to walk away from everything quit a week before the season um, and decide to walk away from everything he's ever known it's interesting to know what that takes takes some balls that does absolute it? balls and obviously across across the like landscape there's people going what he's, why is he walking away from that you just like grit and bear it it's like the night's already earned like he's mm. I don't know 70 to 100 million off like endorsements and whatever, so he's fine. Don't get me wrong. He can he can walk away. But there'd probably be those people that, and he's also went to Stanford. He was also pre med, so mm. he probably he's a smart lad, and he wants to probably go do medical. Um, but it's interesting that maybe that's not all he wanted to do. And there's these people that uh, also play this play sports that that's not what they love. Well, much like what we talked about with like training, right? It's mm. like maybe you like it, you do it because you're really good at it. Maybe you're a natural. He's naturally athletic. He's built for it. He's one of a kind. All this kind of stuff. But maybe, maybe he was never truly in love with it. If he's willing to walk away from it because he's not enjoying it so much, mm-hmm. um, even with that massive paycheck, um, maybe that happens in normal life as well. I remember Danny Rose as well. He he's always said he can't wait to quit football because he hates yeah. it. Um, he's just like I'm here for my paycheck. Yeah, I think there's an assumption, isn't there, that people who play a sport must do it because they enjoy it, and the reality is they might just be really fucking good at it. Like, we talked about accountants before. Like, I'm sure there's some accountants that are just really good at it and get paid well, but they fucking hate it, probably. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, we talked about it before coming on air, like, before coming on air, listen to me, fucking hell, what am I saying? Before <laughs> starting recording. Um, that it's... Um, we're live! That, you know, yeah, we're live! Um, is that, you know, it's one of those... We, can you imagine us live on air? We get, we get thrown off so quick. Um... <laughs> Is the whole um, like the whole short career thing with football? Like we've seen it probably firsthand, but this is why I don't blame like footballers and all this sort of stuff for the rise of the wages and all this sort of stuff. Because what people do not understand is that the people that watch the sport and support the sport drive that. Like they don't get it. They don't understand how it happens, but they do. They drive it by turn up to matches, by buying tickets. Like when you saw the the Champions League final, some Spurs fans were paying ten grand a ticket. You're f- like you're a fucking moron, mate. You you moan about these players just picking up their paychecks while being injured and stuff. Like yeah, they're fucking gonna, mate. Like they've got maybe twelve, fifteen years if they're lucky to 
to make a career for themselves. Um, and obviously they don't all earn, you know, 200 grand a week or whatever. But if a club is stupid enough to pay them that amount of money because they can budget for it because they're making that much money from Sky Sports and all this sort of stuff, it's not the player's fault because they've got a short career. Like, they're, if they're offered it, it's like if, if I was offered tomorrow quadruple my salary for doing the same amount of work, I go, and guaranteed for five years, I go, go on then. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no, there's, I don't know, I don't understand like, the, the, the argument with that, but that whole thing around like, oh, we should be lucky or you should be grateful, you should, you know, how's he turning that down? And like you said, for some people, they get to a point where it is their job, like they're just good at it. Um, and, and I think that there's an assumption that all footballers must love it. And I can tell you for now, there's a good 25 to 30, 40% amount of them that just don't love it. They just, it's a paycheck. It's much like anything you do for enjoyment, like we've said. Yeah. You know, you do it at the start because you enjoy it, but actually it just starts grinding you down and it just becomes a bit like, okay, it's monotonous now. It's just the same thing. I and think for- that's well, realisation that that's okay. Yeah. As well. It's, it, obviously with Andrew, he probably would have, coming back from the injuries and the constant injuries, would have probably beaten his home life down as well. Oh, um, absolutely. And he would have just been like, his wife must be in, in bits, just like it's trying men- to recruit. It must be affecting his mental health. Yeah, 100%. And then with that, because he can't be, he missed the whole season and he's missed, he's missed a fair few games because of the injuries. Then he feels like he's letting, he was very much, it's, this is always a team game. This is a team game. I'm letting my team down because I'm not on the field or that yeah. kind of stuff. And he's like, well, he's made the decision for that franchise so the Colts can go move on. That kind of, he's yeah. just like, we're going to cut it now. Like, it's we're not doing any, anybody else any favors. It's like a bad relationship breakup, basically. Yeah, it is. Re- I don't know. I just think it's that whole thing of of the the realization that there's more to life than yeah. than doing that. And it's much like the same thing people do with their careers. Like they'll do a career for years, and then when they hit thirty or whatever, they go, "Hang on a minute, do I actually want to be doing this? Like, is this actually where I want to be?" And you have that realization that maybe life's more important than just because I've I've always I've always said it like since working for myself. And I'm not a good example of this just yet, but I'm ho- hope to over the next ten years anyway. Um, is I don't understand the concept of earning loads of money to retire at 65 and then spend it when you're fucking old. Like I'd rather like live and do what I want to do now, and and like worry about when I'm 65 a bit later because I and, and someone like that must be thinking the same thing. Like at what point is he just going to get so injured he can't fucking walk? Yeah. And what's the fucking point of then that, living your life when you can't? That's what they were saying. They were like. Yeah, like the, all these injuries, you're writing them down that, oh no, he can't play football. And they're like, no, no, yeah, that, that calf injury affects him in walking. Like, yeah. he can't walk properly. So that's route number one. Now he's going to be like, all right, I've got to actually try and live my normal life and be able to walk properly again. Like, he's on painkillers all the way through whatever game he's been playing, like peeing blood. Yeah, that's not normal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that affects just, your day-to-day life. Yeah, that, and that affects no matter if you're a footballer. About how you, no, exactly. exactly <laughs> that. I think that that's where I, I think there's a common trend here, like, and I think I talk about it with with the guys that I work with, um, with their coaching and and with their I hate saying it, but fucking career coaching, whatever. Um, <laughs> but like talking about them being an online coach and like and figuring out from the start what it is they want out of the life that they're going to choose and stuff like that. So like one of my biggest things I say to it again I'm boring like I, I, as an online coach at my age you could travel the world you could do whatever you want to do and still do your job effectively and all those sorts of things I don't I've got Isabel but also I'm not really that bothered I've had time to do it if I wanted to for me it's more things like not having to set an alarm ever in the morning like on a work day 
I can just get up when I want. Like, yeah, Isabel wakes me up anyway. Fuck me. But I don't have to set an alarm. Like, I can just start, like, I set my own working hours. I can work late in the evening if I want. I can work early in the morning. I can take breaks during the day. To me, that is a fucking vital part of my life that I, for me, makes me feel that my my work is is very flexible and, and i enjoy it yeah i might have to work at weekends or whatever but i choose to do it my point is that i'm choosing when to do that and coming from a job where in football you get dictated when you're working and what you when you're in and stuff i'm like fuck that ever again couldn't do it yeah and i think it's important that this guy's obviously decided that, that to him he'd rather have a life with his family that he can walk around maybe see them every day than have 450 million pounds and fair play to him because, yeah, and it's, and it's an easy decision to make because he's already got 100 million in the bank, right? As well, I get that. Like, it's not like walking away for 450 million, you know, and he's got nothing. That's a very, very different scenario. Like, he's got 100 million, but he's also then realized I've got enough. I'm happy. I'm cool with that lovely house. Probably, if he's been smart, it sounds like he's a smart guy. Probably made smart investments, all that sort of stuff. He's, he's going to be fine financially just living as he is. And for him, he's made that decision where he'd rather play with his kids potentially or be able to do that sort of thing and live a life away from the the limelight and all that sort of the pressure um and fair play to him like absolute fair play to him i think it's it's important to establish what it is you want out of whatever you do and i think sports people are no different um the fact is they just have shorter careers so they have to make the most out of that time um and like you said if he's made 100 million fuck me like it's probably sound isn't he yeah it's not worth breaking another leg is it that's funny like his quotes he's like i'm in pain i'm still in pain I've been four years in pain. It's just a rehab cycle. Yeah. And, that, and that, I think that, like I said, that will just be massively affecting it. Like I said, when you're in pain, you know what it feels like. That must just affect his ability to enjoy holidays, enjoy time off with his yeah. family. Like, and just... when, like, when he did his interview, so he did his, his first his retirement like, interview or like, press conference, and he was just like, this is the right there. He, he, he kind of obviously was getting like, welled up and whatever. But he was like, no, I've been thinking about it. And this feels like the best decision I've ever made. Like, yeah, this is like the weight is being lifted, and now I can just focus on me instead of worrying about all these other external factors. Yeah. I think that's just at the end of the day, you're allowed to do what's right for you. You do you. You do you. Yeah. Um, and I think people might think about the. I don't know. Obviously, there's connotations of what other, it will, will affect other people, right? Um, uh-huh. But if if you're not healthy and you're not like liking life, then it sucks for but everybody you can't, around you, The thing right? is, you can't do it for things like the fans or whatever, like hate all that yeah. shit. Like, I'll do it for the fans. Well, no, because I the fans, know. when I leave the club, will still support the club. They don't give a fuck about yeah. him. Like, it's the same with footballers. Like, again, like being privy to those inside conversations and like fans always talk about loyalty with, with players and like, oh, he's not loyal. He wants to leave the club, wants to go and play for a bigger club or whatever. And it's that whole thing of like, yeah, but clubs aren't loyal to players. I've seen it the way around where clubs can't wait to ship a player out. They play him in the reserves. They fuck yeah. him off. Like that, You don't hear any of that. You don't hear when the player just takes it and just, you know, works on... Again, like we have it at I Sport Reading and they have it at Reading at the moment. They've got three or four like first team pros who are still on premiership wages and the, the manager's going, oh, you've got, to fight, you've got to get a transfer, you've got to leave the club. And they're going, well, no one's going to pay me 30 grand a week, mate. So I'm, <laughs> I'm staying here. Like, I'll stay in the reserves if you want or whatever. Because they, they need that money. Because for them, they're not going to get another contract like that. So why wouldn't they just... like Again, it's just that whole thing of it's easy for, for the fans to be like, oh, they should just carry on. Because, yeah, you're just that's them being selfish because they want to see him. Yeah. But, again, you have to make that, that decision. And I think that's where something like that is, is vital, you know. Um, 
like injuries are fucking horrible. Like you know, like I've seen players who are constantly in the physio room, and it's not a fun place to be. It's not always down, always feeling shit. Like realizing that yeah, we're like you get a brief glimpse as a fan or whatever, and you see them, and then you go home, then you're fine, right? These yeah. these people have got to kind of cool down or whatever, and then do all that beating up of it after the game. They've got to do rehab, extensive rehab for a long time. People get frustrated. I mean, we've both been badly, badly injured. Like my hip stuff took eighteen months to two years to come back to squat. It was, obviously, that was my goal. I don't have to squat or anything like that. But that's how long that FAI stuff and Terry crap kind of took. Um, it's really, really annoying. Like, yeah, <laughs> affects you. It does affect you. Um, sure what's What's the worst injury you've had, training wise or football wise? Probably that hip. To be fair, like that hip? was. You had a yeah, need when you hit, didn't you? Yeah, I've never, um, I, I never played football at a high enough level to get really that badly injured. To be fair, I've, I had like a bit of an Achilles strain once, which was ongoing because again they don't really heal very quickly. But again, yeah. when you're younger, you don't get to see a physio ever. You just get told to take it easy and stuff. So that lasted a, a little while. But just my hip, really, and um, slight left shoulder problem, but it's nothing, um, nothing crazy. I've quite been quite lucky with injuries. Touch wood. Um, I used to, yeah, injured a bit. I played it semi-pro, but it was more black eyes. Yeah, yeah. Because I was a gobby shit, and I played it. Pro. I've got a feeling, like from, <laughs> from, from playing basketball, I've got a feeling I might get a couple of injuries from basketball. Um, like the other day, my calf got a bit tight and stuff like that, and I realised yeah. the other day I was like, "Hang on a minute, I've not done two hours of basketball, like on the like, non-stop playing like cricket, like, but not through." That's just like, but that's just like being hit with a ball. <laughs> That's just fucking being shit and not being able to hit it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought you'd, yeah. you'd, you'd get punched. That's about it. Uh, nah, mate. I'm too quick, people. Really? Okay. Yeah, can't catch. <laughs> it's cricket. They're not athletes. See, Come on, mate. I'm, the, I'm one of the most athletic people on the pitch. That tells you how bad they are. <laughs> That's very fair. All right, but yeah, you do you. What is it? Own your decisions. Own your decisions. <laughs> Call back. Call back to last week's episode. Which also, we got, we got a fair few messages, didn't we, throughout the week from... Uh, People listen to the last show. If you haven't listened to it and you listen to this show, go listen to the All In show. We might review it again, I guess, going down the line because it was it was a fairly interesting thing. And maybe as she goes further in her journey, ugh, bleh, awful thing to say. Yeah, um, can we talk about that briefly? Because we had a couple of messages from people about this, and I want to set the record straight. Um, <laughs> so uh, basically, about, I had about the people, dieting down, right? Yeah, a couple of people messaged me and they were like, "Oh, I think you've, you're mistaken. Like, she's no, she's never said she's going to diet down." And I had to send one guy a video. Yeah. Um, of you, of, so, of you, being, you, you like muted her, and you were like, "I'm dying down." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, See, she, she said it. She said it. She, she clearly <laughs> states that she's doing this, and then what the hope is that she's naturally going to lose weight, and by that she means her calories going to be at that higher point that she's not going to be hungry anymore, and that by definition she'll then eat less calories than her body needs, and she'll start to lose weight. Um, so she is going to lose weight from it. Like that's the goal of it is to get her, her metabolism or whatever up to a certain point. And then it's going to then come down because she's going to eat less food naturally because her hormones are going to be rebalanced. So her goal is still to lose weight by doing it. She said that's going to happen. She's never going the peak weight she reaches is not going to be the weight that she stays at. But a couple of points to make is that again, I've had a few messages from other people who said that they think it's you know just the fitness industry standard, like go from one extreme to the other. Like why be extremely lean and go to extremely like not extremely overweight, but but put on weight at an extreme rate. Like it's just the fitness industry to a T. Like again, views, likes, all that sort of stuff. That's again another story for another day. But 
it's that whole thing of like she's probably actually messed up her leptin regulation in her body by having these regular 10,000 calorie cheat days and then having to restrict during the week that's probably more the issue as well like she's having to diet because she's eating far too much in one go and she regularly does that on a YouTube channel and all this sort of stuff so um, there's all that sort of stuff to contend with um, but I just wanted to put set the record straight that she did say in that video that she talked about going all in that she's going to lose weight naturally yeah. um, plus if she's that happy about it she should just carry on gaining weight forever and it'll be fine but she's not going to a shit she's, she's not she's doing it because she wants to diet down and she wants to fix her hormone levels so she's not constantly hungry when she diets like that's what she said in the video so yeah just wanted to clarify <laughs> yeah we'll be right in there mate it's fine we're always right mate don't we're worry about right. it don't worry about it never never self-correct do we you <laughs> alright uh, any of biz no other biz uh, that's, that's business for anybody catch my lingo the um, ice yeah, I ain't got any other business at all, mate. So I guess we'll catch you next week. See you later.